What's up, everybody? My name is Diana, and welcome back to my podcast. And this week, I've got a very, very special guest, my friend Angasa, who just published a book. <laughs> I'm excited. And we're going to be t- talking about her book, Tender Underneath. And so, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. First of all, who are you for the people that do not know you? All right. Uh, I'm Angasa Salome. I'm a writer slash blogger slash freelancer slash burden to my parents. I don't know why I love telling that joke so much. I feel like (laughs) when my parents listen to me, they're just going to be like, why do you think we hate you? Yeah. Because you show your disappointment in your eyes. Wow. Okay. 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 Uh, (laughs) I'm a humorist. Um... (laughs) That means I'm not funny enough to be a comedian. Um, <laughs> but you're like sophisticated funny. Oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Because uh, calls themselves a comedian, no? Okay. No, well, I'd say I'm a humorist because it's in everything I do, basically. Okay. Unless I'm being paid to be totally professional. If I'm mm-hmm. going to do something, it's going to be slightly funny. Well, it's mm-hmm. going to be funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's me uh, right. in a nutshell. Okay, is this your first book? Ooh, my dirty secrets are coming out. Um, like your first published book. Okay, this is my first published novel. It's not my first published book mm-hmm. because um, I actually moonlight as an erotica author. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> wait, what? A lot of people don't know that. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that caught me off guard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the story is um This is like the most like plot <laughs> twist thing ever, but go on, I wanna hear the uh, story. Okay, so basically when I finished I did A levels. Mm-hmm. So I finished A levels, um I applied for uni but uh I didn't have the money so I decided I'm gonna do a gap year. Mm-hmm. And I was working as a care worker. Mm-hmm. But I, I I kept thinking obviously I just don't wanna sit around and yeah. you know. Um back then um Fifty Shades of Grey had just come out. Yeah. It was all the rage. Everybody was into reading. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me capitalize on this. I was already on um, maybe not so PG sites at the time. Uh, I was writing story Like, I just write them. Like, oh, man. I didn't realize I was going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't realize we're going to talk about this, but go on. Um, Hmm. Okay. So, okay. I'll be totally honest. Um, I, I would like publish, you know, saucy stories mm-hmm. on, on this site. Um, I can even tell you, I'm not going to tell you the site. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I would like post and I get great feedback and mm-hmm. then I was just like, you know what, maybe let me just start selling yeah. these stories. naughty books yeah. because a lot of people are making money. Why can't I be one of yeah. those people? So, um, yeah, 2014, I started up, um, and then 2015 was the big year that I wrote a lot of, um, (laughs) that world. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like gay romances. So I I don't know, you know, you know, so you make quite good money. I used to. Okay. Um, Like how much? I'm very curious. Oh, I don't want to say maybe like, I think it's like, oh, so much money, but it wasn't no, that like, No, I don't make that much money. And I'm, I'm not kidding. Like a piece. Um, like... I would say that altogether, over the past five years, with no promotion, no act 
active, you know, trying to get people yeah. to buy the book. I've made about, I'd say, eight hundred dollars. Wait, what? Um, and like, okay, like not. It's not a lot of money when yeah. you think about also, how also long like, I've done yeah, it. <laughs> but like, yeah, because I, you... I had to stop being too active because I started school, so I yeah. can't be out here promoting all this and this. So was it like under a name or like no, no, definitely it's, so it's under is... a pseudonym. Okay, yeah, yes. and then I tried to revive her earlier in the year, mm-hmm. but people had moved on. They have moved on. The game has changed so much. I don't know how to get readers. I don't know how to make money anymore. I'm just making the same tiny amounts every yeah. month. But then, um, yeah. Dang, girl. Yeah, so I used to do now that. Now you've, like, opened <laughs> us up to a whole new world. <laughs> like, no, it's good. Like, if you're... Why am I broke? Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just no, it's changed now. Because yeah. at the time... Um, you know, with the Fifty Shades mm-hmm. thing, where it, it was like, like a fad. Mm. Everybody was into not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people started getting into erotica. There were mm-hmm. all kinds of things that, I mean, if if like it's it would be a whole different podcast mm-hmm. if I had to tell you how weird and fascinating mm-hmm. and amazing the world of erotica is, because people think it's just oh. A couple meets and they yeah. they do this. It's basically I don't want to get too dirty, but the way porn sites are, yeah, how diverse they are, and mm-hmm. you can find all kinds of freaky stuff. That's how erotica is. Mm-hmm. So like you won't be. Um, it, it's not odd to find erotica about a dinosaur and a human being, and velociraptors and. <laughs> It's oh, it's oh, so good. It's so good. Oh, wow, clearly and you're like this is what you should be doing. <laughs> I would, I would love to do this every day for okay, the rest of my okay. life. Okay, okay. So but, back um, to tender yeah. underneath. <laughs> what a diversion! I know. Um, oh, no, tender underneath is my first full length mm-hmm. novel. The yeah. rest of the ones are like tiny stories. Yeah. Um, max twenty thousand words. Um, but this one is like a proper novel. It's fifty six thousand words, Dang I think. Girl. Yeah, uh, I don't know how many pages that is. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so like, like before we fully like, like dive into the novel, I want to mm-hmm. know like, is there any part of like your um, moonlighting career mm-hmm. <laughs> or like your moonlighting gigs that influenced? Um, the novel like is there any like experience from like writing in that field that like mm. influence like what the work is now I'm mm, I wouldn't say the the novel itself mm-hmm. I would say the way I'm publishing the novel and things like that the, the parts that have to do with self-publishing yeah that's been the biggest impact all the mistakes that I made for that I'm kind of trying to improve for this time mm-hmm. around. But because I kind of started doing them at the same time. I started writing this novel way before, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would write stories, like, not for sale. Mm-hmm. But I started writing the novel first. Uh, that was, like, 2014, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe the selling part and 
promoting part and this and that, but not the actual story, no. Okay, so what is Tender, like, what is Tender Underneath about? Okay, um, Tender Underneath is a coming-of-age novel. Um, You can call it a young adult novel. Um, It's about a girl who's going through her final year of high school. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to read a synopsis of my book. Okay. All Effie May wants to do is finish high school for her dead grandpa's sake. Simple, right? Not so much. A sordid scandal has everyone at school talking. A scandal that has nothing and everything to do with Effie. Either way, she knows she has to keep what happened a secret. Now she mustn't just survive high school. She has to keep her life from unraveling while making sure everyone thinks she's okay. But with her best friends, her wacky sister, her moody ex, his hot best friend, her nemesis, and an unlikely friendship to deal with, keeping her life from blowing up might just be easier said than done. So yeah, that's a a little bit of a... Yeah, you you like it. (laughs) It sounds very spicy. I mean, I'm I'm trying to pretend like I didn't hear this before. I I read it before, and as I told you, I'm trying to keep myself from... From reading it but yeah. um i think it's pretty interesting and like i love like coming of age stories and mm-hmm. like even tv that's like my favorite like genre yeah is it like what's the setting is it set in malawi or like no um it's set in america okay. it's set in chicago okay uh, no why did i say that it's not set in chicago it's <laughs> set in illinois okay okay i made up i made up the town though okay um it's a place called Drayton. Okay. Um, it's a name I got from where I actually used to live. I mm-hmm. used to live in Norwich. Mm-hmm. So, like, Norwich is in Norfolk and there are areas all around. So, mm-hmm. a lot of the pla- names that I used in, in the book, place names, mm-hmm. are actually places that are real. Mm-hmm. And I just moved them to Illinois. So, there's no, like, Chilobuena, Chilobuena. I don't feel seen. <laughs> Um, I mean, there is one character who's Malayan. Okay. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that they're not that big a character. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually, they're not that um, involved in the story. But okay. yeah. is that something you did intentionally, like having the story set? Um, outside of Malawi um, uh, yes it was Malawian characters yeah it was definitely an active decision because when I was writing this story when I you know like the getting from your idea mm. to actually your first draft to the novel to this and that I, it took ages because like I think the first idea that led to this was maybe when I was 16 or 16, 17, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote it around the time I was 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished maybe when I was like 21. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was living in Norwich, like I said. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I had enough of... Um, that I could tell the story with integrity. I thought, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a Malawian teenager. I'm just yeah. going to get it wrong, so let me not do that. The other thing as well is... Um, I want, I think maybe I didn't think of it actively then, but mm-hmm. now I can see that I think I wanted to push it as way for me as possible. Mm-hmm. As in, I was in England at the time. If I said it in England, people will think I've oh, just placed right. myself yeah. in the story and all this. Um, so yeah, they're definitely American for that reason. Um, the other reason is because 
I think there is no more free a teenager than the American teenager, ideally. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I felt like if I said this in Malawi, my ideas of, of like Malawi at the time actually were completely wrong. Yeah. So what problematic. I, yeah, a little bit. Uh, kind of. Because I thought, ah, uh, if I write a Malawian girl mm-hmm. or whoever in Malawi, it's going to be really conservative. Yeah. And that's not what I want. I want kids who are just, you know, free and... Yeah, they're doing the most. So, like, yeah. I wanted to tell the story with confidence. I thought it would sound weird if, yeah. if the characters are in Malawi, but they're, you know. The experiences are. They're like you not can't fit. Yeah. Like you, you, can't you, would, fit the you wouldn't story. say that this yeah. happened to a Malawian girl. Okay. Yeah. I Do mean, there are like minor details. For example, um, there's like this concert by mm-hmm. a really popular, uh, like a pop star. So that's not going to happen in Malawi. Like, no one yeah. is going to go to this amazing concert <laughs> with, like, an international yeah. superstar. Like, no. So that was why, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. As you're, like, getting ready to put out this book, was this, like, like obviously questions like this and, like, reactions with, like this? Are these things that you thought through, like, in a sense of, like, um, like, did you ever get to a point where you're, like, man, like, is this going to be Malawian enough? And do I want my work to be Malawian enough? Like, mm. is that something, like, as a Malawian creator that you, like, struggled with? Because, I mean, like, like from my own personal perspective, I think, like, that's something that sometimes I'm like, mm. what does Malawian content look like, actually? And so, like, as a writer who can move move worlds, even, you can even mm. go outside of the earth, you know? <laughs> and, like, that's the thing, like, as I'm talking, I'm thinking, like, would anyone have an issue if, like, your story was set in Mars? Mm. Would they be like, why was on your story set in Malawi? <laughs> like, you know? Did you, like, so, like, how did you prepare yourselves for, yourself for, like, questions like these, or, or you just didn't think about it? Uh, I feel like this is a, um, a question that comes up over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we're always going to be asking ourselves, is this Malawian enough? Um, Mm. And all this and that. I think uh, there are certain questions that take too much of my time, take Mm. too much of my thinking. You know, like I I almost like think about this in an academic way where it's like, should I prioritize my personal style preferences and all this? Or should I prioritize putting Malawi, like telling Mm. the story of Malawi um, in a new way. Mm. Because one of the things, you know, I like to be down on myself. I don't know why. But Mm. one of the things I know I'm quite good at is telling a good story or telling it in a slightly different way than maybe you have read. Mm -hmm. Well, not this one. It's pretty typical YA, but like... I tell stories in odd ways, and I think it would. It, some of the stories I've told about Malawi are very interesting in that way. Mm-hmm. But um, that's not more important than the story, yeah. if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, this character, when she came to me, she was an American girl. Yeah. That's who I'm going to write. I'm mm-hmm. not going to throw in... A, I feel like <laughs> these days people want to throw in agendas into yeah. their work all the time, where it's like... That has to come from like a true place, not just because you're trying to do some checklist of oh, I've done the woke thing with the yeah. work and all this and that. Representation so, and like all yeah, these things. and I know people are gonna criticize um, 
the fact that this isn't really a Malawian story. Yeah. Why do you want us to support you for, for a story that's not Malawian? But I'm a Malawian writer. Mm. And it's been really funny that people who've read the book in advance have come and been like, oh man, I remember that from high school yeah. and all this. And I'm like, my high school, my was what you guys miss? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it's when a story is well told, it doesn't matter whether it's said in Malawi, in Mars, in friggin' mm. my fridge, I don't know. Goma, if it says something true about the human experience, your job as a writer is done. Dang. And I Girl, feel like. <laughs> Yo! And I feel like I've done that with this story as mm-hmm. well as I can. So there, and in my art generally, um, I will get criticisms like that. Like for my blog, um, I have this blog. Uh, you know about it. It's mm-hmm. um, it's like a lifestyle blog, yeah. kind of recommendations plus my life plus this and that and all kinds of stuff. And I have a couple of like restaurant reviews there. So I have places like Casamia and um, Dapa. Mm-hmm. Right, and then somebody for the longest time was like, "Why don't you review Malawian yeah. food and Malawian this and this and that?" And I'm just like, "Why don't you do it? Yeah, you you can do that. Yeah. I'll review. Like, there's a place for so many things. I think people make the mistake of saying." Because this person, like, because I'm a writer, mm-hmm. I have to do all the... Yeah. Like, I have to be... Everybody's right. Yeah, I have yeah. to represent Malawi. I have to... I can't do that. <laughs> like, I have to represent myself first. And then, you know, that will flow out. But, you know, I, I can't... It's, it's a complicated thing. Yeah. Because I get where the question comes from. It's wanting to see... It's... This thing where traditionally writing and I would say any kind of creative work is, you know, it's a silly thing that you let your kid do, but then mm-hmm. once after college, get serious with life. And then now we're getting to the point where it's becoming more legitimate. Mm-hmm. It's not odd to hear somebody say, I'm going to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be this, this and that. And it's not a traditional career. So in wanting to see that grow. Yeah people put a lot of expectations on mm, you. Projections. Yeah. And say, like, for example, though, um, <laughs> I have this great friend <laughs> like, who goes through my work and stuff. And this is somebody who's, like, pretty well respected for mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. Um, and one time he calls me, I think it was drunk, and he calls me and he's literally like, Kodi weangasa, vura my tweets. Did he say I'm blocking people? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, me, I don't know if he, tell me he knew about that. that. Like, <laughs> you're just going to be tweeting less. And I'm like, okay, what you don't realize is that when I'm tweeting, it might sound, um, you know, it's, it's useless stuff. Because, I, yeah. I mean, especially that time, the things yeah. I was tweeting were pretty stupid. Yeah. I, I like tweeting stupid stuff. But, you know, somebody like that will see what I'm doing and say you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. What they don't realize is that I just reached out to, to Diana. Mm-hmm. I just reached out to tw- Twitter user X and Twitter user mm-hmm. Y. And because they thought what I, the stupid thing that I said was funny, mm-hmm. they've gone to my page. They've mm-hmm. seen a link there. They've clicked. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what people don't get about, mm-hmm. um, all this stuff where like you keep trying to push 
certain agendas onto people without realizing that they themselves have their own agendas mm. and they're not going to change them to appease you. Yeah. So, you know, on the story of whether something is Malawian enough or this, whatever you are saying Malawian enough, whenever we say Malawian enough, Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Like we can do Zintuzina, Zosiana, yeah. Siana. And people will continue that with that forever. Yeah. That traditional thing isn't going away. It will yeah. still stay there. But we should allow people to kind of be who they are. Yeah. And take art and express it the way they most feel comfortable. Not because, you know, it needs to look Malawian. That's yeah. ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Back to Tanzania. <laughs> <laughs> um and I mean, you talked about how when this this story and this character came to you, and I want to know how, like, what inspired the book, and like, how did it come to you? Okay. Um, well, remember when I said that I came up with the story when I was sixteen? Mm-hmm. Um, it was completely different to what the book actually is now. Mm-hmm. Um, my original idea was just wish fulfillment, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, there I am, gorgeous, rich, and boys fighting over me and yeah. <laughs> all this, right? So the original story was um, this character who I'd named Ryder. That's mm-hmm. not what she's named now. And she's caught in a... What's a love triangle with four people? What is that? Love quadruple? What mm-hmm. is that? <laughs> and yeah. basically... Two of the hottest guys in school want okay. her, and her teacher wants her, Ooh. a male teacher. And at the time, with the media I'd been exposed to, this is this wasn't inappropriate in my mind. Yeah. I thought, oh yeah, yeah. You know, forbidden love, <laughs> a teacher and a student, and all this. And um, there was that, and then there was also, but it, you know, I grew up a little bit more. I went back to the story idea mm-hmm. and now the inappropriateness mm-hmm. is now like really apparent to me and it wasn't that long maybe like a year mm-hmm. a year and a half now i'm just like oh man this is completely inappropriate and then i started thinking about a situation that had happened when i was in secondary school mm-hmm. um there was this girl who you know now i don't know if it was true or not mm-hmm. but um there was a rumor that she was like with a teacher and obviously that was like quite a bit of a scandal yeah. right but then with the knowledge i had when i was maybe 17 18 and looking back and i'm like oh no we were really horrible to that girl because we made her life hell yeah. and like being mean to her and mm-hmm. all this it never occurred to any of us that yeah. this is a victim mm-hmm. and that there this is abuse what's yeah. happening you know so it stemmed from that from uh media like Pretty Little Liars, mm. where you have... I don't know if you've ever seen that show. I've seen every single episode. <laughs> I used Actually, to be obsessed. Yeah. So there's a character, a teacher, mm-hmm. who Ezra. is in a... Yeah, Ezra, <laughs> who is in a <laughs> relationship. Look, I, our, No, they were my favorite. Ezra yeah, yeah. was my favorite. Oh, my God. Okay, it wasn't for me. But One like, true pairing you know. for me. And I used to hype that and be like, oh, Ezra, Arya, and all this. And then... I realized, like, this is intensely creepy. (laughs) And it's intensely creepy to have it in a show where you market it to teenagers. (laughs) Teenagers. It's weird. It's it's crazy. So, like, this kind of, like, 
oh, I was wrong. Yeah. I did wrong and all this and this. So that's where the story started coming up. Like, how would I have felt mm. um, if something like this happened and everybody treated yeah. me like I was the wrong one? Yeah. You know, like like I'm an adult yeah. when I'm just a kid and things are happening to me. So that's where the story came from. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I don't know. I, it was it was kind of different. Um the first draft that I did, um, I showed it to my friend, uh, Damanda, who's like constantly reviewing my work. And she was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it was so bad. Um, yeah, so it, it stemmed from that. But the story as it is now, I think, um, just came from my own issues with... Um, kind of being fine with yourself mm. um i remember that at the time i was uh i just finished a levels and i was a little listless uh i was in uni i was working i think mm-hmm. it might have been before i got that job but i was just in this place of like eh, you know yeah. like yeah so and then other than that you know every young writer has absurd dreams of publishing a best-selling novel while they're like a teenager and everyone like adores them and thinks they're amazing and all this and that but so I guess it was a little bit of that yeah but mostly it came from those other issues I think it was almost like a self-criticism of like oh you were wrong to treat that girl this way you were wrong to not to assign blame to the teacher if that story was true you were wrong to i mean not wrong but i was i interpreted the whole ezra and aria relationship completely wrong yeah and that kind of thing where i'm just like okay you know change your i've changed my mind and i'm exploring that Mm. and then there's there's also other issues like um I'll say depression. Mm -hmm. I don't know that the character knows that she's depressed. Um, I don't actually know if she's depressed, depressed. I don't know. Um, I don't want to be callous because I know that's like a really important conversation. Mm -hmm. I would say I just was wanting to write a better... um, You know, sometimes it's really safe to explore your own feelings Mm -hmm. in a story. So I think some of the things in the book were just like, oh, what if I had the freedom to live as I wanted to? Yeah. What kind of decisions would I make and mm-hmm. this and that? But and does she um, get to even like explore? Because she lost her grandfather, right? Yeah. Does she, she did. get to like explore that bit of like loss as a teenager, or that like, or that becomes like as you said, like she's having to do with all this like teenage stuff. Mm-hmm on top of that and that does just does that get lost in like the like you know whatever else is happening it it never does i think she you know it's one of these things where she'll as she's talking to you the reader mm-hmm. she'll mention something about her grandfather mm-hmm. so like it's this thing of like she's constantly mm-hmm referring to him and maybe she might not talk about him directly mm. all the time but you know she references him in her life in her daily life when she's talking to the audience and this and that um she does ex mm, i don't want to 
give a misrepresentation. She does explore his death mm-hmm. by not in a direct way where she's like looking for answers yeah. or anything like that. Or in like a way that a teenager would. Yeah, she's just, Perhaps. you know. Yeah, she's just dealing with it basically. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so interesting to, to <laughs> read. And I think it is like a pretty big deal to like put out a work, you know, like and and I know it's so easy to like underestimate. I hope you're not underestimating <laughs> what kind of big deal it is um to like it's an act of brave bravery to be able to like step mm-hmm. out and put your work out in the world and be like, yo, like my work is worth you dropping your money on, you know. It's, it's worth is worth this this this, you know, whatever price tag and like like allowing yourself to like put it out not knowing how people are gonna respond, like allowing people to also just like fall in love with the characters and with the book and form their own opinions, you know, be angry about certain like past and like be in love with certain people, you know, kinda mm. like whatever ending it is be like oh like you know like i can't believe the book has ended or whatever (laughs) and like it's such a special thing and i think as you said like it's something that most writers dream about to be able to have this body of work out in the world and you have actually done it and so with that like what are you hoping this book will achieve and like you know you know um I've learned over the years not to get my hopes up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say that in a very, like, in a... In a pessimistic... Yeah, it's not a pessimistic thing. It's more of a... You know, don't don't get all grandiose about your work <laughs> yeah. before you've done anything substantial. Mm-hmm. I think where I'd like it to go is... Um, okay, so I, I'm always, like, telling people that... What I would really love is mm-hmm. a community of Ooh. like people who enjoy my work, who want to connect with me, want to see where my career is going and all this and that. Mm-hmm. So this is that chance to kind of reach out to someone and be like, you know, if someone connects with my work, that's yeah. the, this is that chance. This is big enough that so many issues are explored, so many things um, that the, the, the protagonist goes, goes through. It's a chance to kind of connect with people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like putting out, I, I don't know why I wanted to go with a fishing analogy because I don't know anything <laughs> about fishing, but it's like putting out bait a yeah, little bit, yeah. you know, like, you know, come on, yeah. you know, I'm here, come come find me, type thing. Um, the other thing, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to just kind of raise my own profile a mm-hmm. little bit um, and just be known as a, a writer. Because I, I think that I know that I want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm doubtful. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain things where... I, there are things that I do sometimes where I just want to push myself mm-hmm. into like this is the box, stay yeah. in the box. Everyone's gonna know that you're a writer. Mm-hmm. You um, like I want people to be surprised if like a year from now I just I'm like oh guys I'm an accountant now and everyone's like what we you're yeah. a writer that's what I want yeah. like to kind of create my own little I don't know what to say. <laughs> It's like I want to 
craft my own life. Mm-hmm. And when I put out work, or not even like this novel, just this, but like when I blog, when I. No, that's it. That's all I do. I blog and write. <laughs> you know. And you tweet. <laughs> oh, and I tweet. Um, it's this thing of like, okay, you're pushing yourself further into this identity that you've so far been too scared to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, just say, oh, I'm a writer. But now, because somebody will read Tinder underneath, somebody mm-hmm. goes to my blog and this and that, and they're like, oh, Angas is a writer. Mm-hmm. Now I, you know, there's almost there's less room to be like, oh, but yeah. I could change my mind, you know. Yeah. You know, no, that's what I am. And that's, you know, it's it's a it's little solidifies. complicated. Yeah, it helps yeah. to do that. And then I guess the only other thing is um, with this specific project, I feel like I'm closing the arc on my own story. Okay. Um, like I when I was I first published this when I was like twenty one I think I was my first year of college at uh, Bali, so that must have been twenty fifteen I think mm-hmm. and I twenty fifteen or sixteen I can't mm-hmm. remember now, but I published it, but I did it wrong I wasn't happy with how mm-hmm. I did it so I took it down and it's just this thing that I haven't completed you know like mm-hmm. there's so many things I haven't done but this one thing yeah that I just if I do it, I can say I did it. I never have to think about it again. I published yeah. Tinder underneath it's done. So it's kind of like I owe myself. Mm. Because not to... Um, I don't want to like give the impression that I don't care about this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I care so much. Yeah. But she cared more, the 21-year-old mm-hmm. me. She cared so much. And I just feel like I owe it to her to publish it and... Mm. let her work shine or whatever (laughs) it's kind of like that like Maya Angelou quote that Mm. I was looking up right now but it says there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you exactly and so like that idea of like a story or like whatever it is that you need to write and get out there will often like bug you until you put it out in the world and so like sometimes you just kind of like have no choice but to like put it out there and let it go and like so you can like move on to other things exactly you know um and so yeah that's it's very inspiring to hear you talk about this and like talk about achieving your dreams and obviously like we want to hear how can we get our hands on this book like where can we spend (laughs) our hardened coins on this book uh okay so the book will be available for pre-order until May 30 Mm -hmm. uh, because May 31 is when I'm actually publishing the book and it'll be out for sale so um, it'll be available through my website Mm -hmm. pastichemode.com that's p-a-s-t-i-c-h-e m-o-d-e dot com just a little self-promotion there and then (laughs) uh, it'll be available through my site it'll also be available through a site called payhip Mm -hmm. and for all the amazon kindle readers it'll also be available for on amazon so you'll be able to buy it through kindle and all that um i'm gonna think about more channels i was thinking about maybe like barnes and noble and all that but i'll see i'll see if you know it's worth it so far i feel like a lot of readers are amazon on amazon or in malawi um 
you know, just uh, selling it directly to mm-hmm. people is um, so yeah. I'll sell it directly through my site and um, and on Kindle as well. Sweet. And I mean, if you're listening and you want to get the book, please get the book yeah. and tell. It's tell, only five grand, guys. It's only five thousand. <laughs> Less than a pizza. You can even pay more than that. I will not stop you for paying more than <laughs> from paying more than five grand for this book. I will not. I mean, there are. I want to pull up the 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 all the wonderful things that people. <laughs> oh yeah. More famous than I <laughs> have said. Like I read this. You know, list I and should I have like, opened with that. I was like, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> To also like I can I can say nice things about Jungasa. You know, yeah. I could, you know, flatter you with kind words, but clearly I'm not a robot to <laughs> Um okay, so Oh, I wanted to read the Oh yeah, go ahead. You wanna read nice things about yourself? Yeah. So this is it. what the Robert Chiwamba says about this book. Mm-hmm. Not only is tender underneath <laughs> not only will tender underneath walk you through the memory lane of your teenage days of nostalgia, but also rekindle them, the memories of joy, ecstasy, ooh, love, jealousy, and fear that come with high school years. That's Robert. And then Monica, does she say Machado? Yeah, Machado, I think. Machado. Yeah. We've never actually met. That's how nice she is. Oh. We've never met, and she's like, yeah, we're Look at you going to people we've never met. I know. I feel so proud of myself. <laughs> okay, that's not the point. The point was... Oh, the point was the audacity. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to be famous enough. I mean, the goal now is by your next book, I will be so famous that you have no choice. I have to come to you. Like you come begging <laughs> and be like, yo, Dan, it would mean so much if I had your name. <laughs> Oh my gosh, not everybody knows how much of a narcissist I am. <laughs> I'm an only child, okay, I was made this way. But Monica said, reading this felt like watching my favorite movie. I was glued to it till the very end. And Pinduzai, this is a house set. Mm-hmm. Pinduzai Banda. Pinduzai yeah. Banda, who's also a poet like Monica, says, Tender un- Underneath would take you on an intimate journey that reminds you of all the things that life is made of. Pain, pleasure, drama, love, hardship, growth, and humanity. Wow. So nice. Me also, I could have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, that's it for um, me. Angasa and I, me and Angasa, correct me. You're the one that knows. I literally don't know. Every time English. I write, I Google stuff like that. Okay. Like, is it and I? And okay. Me, okay. me and. Ugh. But like, English is not my first language. It came so. on a boat. Yeah. But that Yeah, buy the book, guys. Tell people about the book. Um, and it's a brilliant story. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. And um, yeah, until next time. Thank you very Peace. much for having me. Of course. Um, yeah, I have nothing to say except buy my book. <laughs> Please. All right. All right. <laughs>